the ability to see and at least have an iota of appreciation for another person's side will serve you very well. And if you weren't good at that and still haven't gotten over the 2016 U.S. election, this issue may prompt you. This is, it's a, the quarantine debate has become a bigger dividing line that does not fit neatly in your previous lanes of thought. And that's the reason why it's causing so much tension. And some of you that are still shelter in place, you're not seeing it yet, but you will. Sorry. Well, my intention is to offer something um, that's helpful to humanity in general, regardless of your belief system and structure. I just want us all to get along a lot better. And I want us to be better versions of ourselves and realize how much better we can each be. We all have room for improvement. That doesn't mean we suck. It just means, hey, how much better can we be? That's my approach. Okay. Hey there, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler and welcome to this podcast. We haven't been doing regular podcasts for a while. Um, I've been focusing on the member site and we got a Roku channel started and I'm working on an Amazon Fire channel and um, very active on Facebook lately and it's felt good to balance my time in a different way. I'm able to take Samson, who's right here on the floor, uh, for walks every day and exercise and all those things and spend time with my family. And Anyway, it's been kind of a busy time for me too and I know that a lot of us have a lot going on. Um, and our lives disrupted in a lot of ways. And I just giving you a big hug, right? It's sorry, I have something in my eye. Um, It's a really strange time. And I, I do want to be here for you. Um, And I know some have said, you know, I could really use a podcast right now, Jill, I miss that regular schedule. So um, I don't know if I'll do it every week again, but anyway, let's do one today. Okay, so hello. (laughs) For those of you that are new here, I guess, how would I explain what I do? I, um, my background is in business and at, in my late thirties, I realized that I have, um, what I would call transcendental layers of myself. And I have sort of like this, I want to say inner software maybe of sort of explaining this reality and what's happening here. Excuse me. I can do that for somebody individually and I can do that collectively as well. And I've over the past few months, I've gotten very um, enthusiastic and uh, curious about trying to explain this reality in, um, in the context of a simulation and a simulation with a, um, with a, I want to say a divine creator because that's my nature, but it still works. The simulation explanation and theory that I use still works, even if you are an atheist or an agnostic or any person of faith. And that was really important to me because in order to accurately describe what's happening here, it has to include everybody's experience, not just past experiences and present experiences, but even potential future experiences. Um, I like that sort of challenge. I like looking at things in a big picture. That's why I studied economics in um, my undergrad. It's always the way I've been. I don't tend to nerd out on the process so much, but I want a, I want a framework that holds everything like a visionary um, nature to me. Anyway, so that's what we do. <laughs> and in the past, um, since I started, I want to say operating and acting, um, activating these layers of myself, it made sense for me to 
place those gifts and talents within the context of spirituality and consciousness. But that wasn't my background. And that wasn't how I came into my gifts and abilities in that way. So I'm sort of now realizing that I don't have to only apply those gifts and abilities within the context of spirituality and consciousness, although it fits really well there. And it has, um, I've been very blessed with um, amazing beings that that have come across my work and found it enlightening and even liberating from some of maybe more limited spiritual teachings. Um, Anyway, so that's been awesome. But what I realized is that I wanted also like something for the old Jill, Um, the version of me that 15 years ago would have said, Oh, that's cool, right? And I don't think I would have said, Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) To some of the really, really esoteric, and deeply, you know, deep consciousness, sort of different language. And uh, anyway, So I wanted something for me, that version of me and maybe others in the world that are more like me, that want a good framework of reference for what this reality is, why we're here and what's happening. But in a way, again, that that has an answer for everybody that doesn't require like sacrificing your life, um, divorcing a low vibe partner or leaving your career or something like that. So anyway, kind of a long intro there, but there we go. Okay, so <laughs> what I do love to offer with everything that I do is a, some sort of a connection experience, you could call it meditation, but really it's just helping you access the deeper layers of yourself, okay? So I encourage you to close your eyes, or at least take some nice deep breaths ideally together and put a smile on your face. And I would like you to imagine with your eyes closed that there is a source of light behind your eyes. That even with your eyes closed, you can imagine that there is a, literally a light source, like a light bulb or something else, a star maybe, or, or our sun behind your eyes. And you can feel its warmth. You can feel something important there that biologically isn't there, but esoterically can feel very real. So let yourself imagine that. Good job. Keep that smile on. Now imagine yourself going into that light, sliding down your throat into a light source that just keeps going. It does. It can feel like a slide. And the slide keeps going deeper and deeper within yourself, not down into your body, but deep into layers of yourself that are beyond this time, beyond this space, beyond your you. And yet the portal to it is inside of you. It's just for you. Okay, good. Nice deep breath, big smile. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> that feels good. Wiggle your fingers, please. Wiggle your toes. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't do this with a, with a set plan. I don't have a script I'm reading. This is just very on the fly and off the cuff. Okay. 
Um, to me, it makes it more authentic, although it does make it less polished <laughs> than, than somebody who's reading a carefully written <laughs> thing. <laughs> so if you're into <laughs> loose and unstructured, then, then I'm your gal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. So what do we want to talk about today? I guess more than anything, I want you to know that it's going to be okay. That's not because I know the future. <laughs> That's because I know us. And you've gotten yourself through some really, really tough times before. And this is tough in a completely different way than we've probably ever been through before. It is wonderful to look at yourself as maybe a warrior or a survivor, um, a hero in your own life, or maybe even another person's life, but um, be that support system for yourself and potentially for others, um, because you're going to need it, right? This is a this is a really, really bumpy time. I'm sharing this live on May 21st, 2020. Um, some areas of the world are in lockdown again. In China, they're on their second lockdown in some areas because of a resurgence of a different form of coronavirus. Other areas, we're just starting, where I am in Idaho, we're just starting to um, roll into phase two and possibly phase three of our... Um, quarantine stages and receiving back our liberties and being able to go back to work and those things and other other areas of even the USA are, are not even into the phase one of the release they're still in full shelter in place so it's just a really really weird time and you're knowing that you've been through some some shit before and you've somehow gotten yourself through it and it's really great to look at it that way because what sort of shit are we talking about that maybe you've gotten yourself through? And did anyone else get you through it? Or did you get you through it? Did your government get you through it? Did your leaders get you through it? Did a, um, a rescue agency get you through it? Possibly who really got you through it? Who do you give the most credit to? And just really ponder that for a moment. And some of you have easy examples of shit that you've been through and some of you don't, right? We all have individual experiences here. Uh, but we've all been through some sort of shit, I would say. Um, give yourself at least a little bit of space for the role that you played in getting yourself through whatever that was, because that's the version of you that you're going to want to grab onto and have right, right there solid in you as we go through this highly uncertain experience where a lot of our... Um, structures and frameworks for supporting ourselves, supporting our families are, are really, really shaken. And, and when it's happening on such a collective level for so many to varying degrees, um, that is going to be a huge unstable framework, unstable, that's not unstable. Well, it is an unstable framework, but it's, it's a lot of instability and unpredictability that some don't like and some do better at, right? but know that you are the main person there for you. That doesn't mean that you're on your own and nobody can help you. It just means that when you rely on yourself and the source of strength and stability that you have within yourself, you are much more durable, much more capable of making your best decisions about what to do next and what to try out and does that work? Okay, no, then try something else. Um, and be very experimental as you go forward, because some of the go-to things are not going to work anymore. And 
we really are asking you to be very skeptical right now of those that um, have feel those that are offering solutions. Oh, I've got the right answer for you. You lost your job. Here you go. This will work. Because even if it did work um, 12 weeks ago, that doesn't mean it's going to work going forward. So some individuals will be overconfident in their ability to help another based on what maybe has been working for them or um, had been working for them that they haven't realized that, that their system is now broken and is flawed. So just be very, it's not about um, being distrustful of other people necessarily. It's just very healthy right now to be skeptical of somebody that's oversimplifying answers for you. Okay, because really nobody knows how to get through something like this and leaders aren't sure. That's why there's so much experimentation going on. Um, and there's so much fear on multiple levels. And I've been talking a lot about that on my Facebook page. I don't, sometimes I just write stuff and I put it on Facebook and sometimes I don't put it on my website. So I do apologize to those of you that are not with me on Facebook and, and miss those things. I think there is some, some potentially good helpful stuff there that may strike chords of resonance and just like, yes, thank God she said it. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going through. And that's sort of what I see a lot on Facebook. Um, but you are stronger than you think. And I feel like in many ways, this is why I love what, what, I, um, what I get a sense of in general in my work is that humanity is so much more resilient than it realizes. And I'm not happy for about this test of our resilience. I'm not pleased and joyful about our everything cracking and the, the seams and relationships being broken and divisive. It's just this whole thing is just a shit show. I should legit shit show on so many levels. Um, I'm not happy about that. I'm not like, yay, this will make people wake up. That's not my interpretation of what's going on. It's not my expectation of this world that everybody's here to awaken. Um, but I do believe that because the way humanity is and the way each of us, every single human is, we have layers of strength, resilience, creativity, problem solving that some of us have been using our whole lives. Some of us have never used, but there's no better time than to start now. <sighs> okay. I hope you're like, okay, we can do this. Yes, we can do this. And my expectation is, um, and my hopes, if you will, and um, I guess faith and positivity isn't from leaders. And it's not from, you know, checks being handed out and money being printed and just like, here, just hand them more money, <laughs> you know, like, like we have it to hand out. <laughs> I roll, major I roll. Um, my hope and positivity is in each of us. <sighs> exactly. So this option that we have to dig deep and really be very present and be very aware. And I do feel like there's there's just a, a really tremendous value in looking at multiple sides of the issue. Because I do look at multiple sides of the issue. It's one of my um, natural tendencies. And I'm also really good at it, being able to go, okay, I see. You know, even though I may agree with maybe this group saying that, I get it. I get that the other side of this issue or the other sides of this issue, I get where they're coming from too. They've got data too. They've got research too. They've got experts. They've got, you know, MDs or, you know, whatever expert recommending that, yes, we should continue the quarantine or no, it's time to, time to reassess the risk 
take care of those that are at risk, but let's the rest of us go back to work. I can, I'm really good at seeing all sides and I get that that's to my advantage here. But here's the thing, for those of you that are not really good at that, now is a good time to get some strength in that because otherwise you're going to keep going down this really narrower and narrower path of thinking. And now is not the right time for limited thinking because you're going to need a bigger, um, structure to operate from that can at least have a sense of where the where other sides are coming from because of income, right? Um, because of partnerships, because of relationships, because of everything. We are more divided as a not just as a nation because I are um, this group here is global. And I see it from others in other parts of the world, including India, Germany, etc. That there is an amazing division taking place between those that um, agree with the current policies of the of the quarantining and the lockdown, because they're afraid of loss of life and infection and themselves, you know, getting sick or loved ones getting sick or even people they don't know getting sick. They don't want anyone to get sick. Anyway, there's just this increasing division of these camps. And any individual that is better able to sense all sides is going to get through this better psychologically, um, emotional health, um, income and well-being, because the more narrow you get in that, and it'll just be another wedge issue, whether before it was politics, abortion, gun rights, um, you know, political party, um, gay marriage. I mean, there's just so many dividing lines that we have. And now we have another one that is actually not fitting in those lanes. So I see psychological um, distress going on in people that normally it's like, no, I'm, you know, this party, I'm a Democrat. So all the wedge issues all fit in my, in my lane, in my swim lane, they all fit there. And now we have something that is actually conflicting with their party in some cases. So I'm seeing it with, with my audience members when, you know, particularly on Facebook and sometimes in the members interaction that they don't, now they're, now they're losing their democratic alliances because they feel differently about the quarantining policies. And it's, it literally is psychological trauma in a way, because at least they, they disagreed or agreed in with everything the same way in that lane. And now they don't know what lane they swim in anymore. Um, and that can be psychologically distressing and really, really harmful. Stress is so toxic for the body. It's toxic for effective decision-making. It's not a great way to live. So what I want you to remember is that you are a whole and complete person, even separate from your beliefs, even separate from you, the political party that you tend to lean towards. Even you are whole and complete outside of those things. You are a meaningful, relevant human, despite what you believe about politics or abortion rights or, you know, all of those things don't define you. But when you allow them to define you, it's going to be really, really stressful going forward. And I care about you and I don't want to see you in that state of distress. There's another way to do this. Okay. So I get it that that's maybe where you've been hanging out with those groups. And if, and if you're still aligning with those groups, this may not even pertain to you, <laughs> but it may pertain, pertain to somebody that you know, right. That, you know, was, a. um, 
maybe a Republican and maybe you know somebody that that was a you know lifelong Republican and states rights and all those things, but they're maybe in their 70s or 80s or they have a, a dear loved one that is a health risk and they want the whole thing shut down. And anyway, so this shutdown is not falling as nicely as some of the other wedge issues by political party. So that's where we get the awkwardness. It's sort of like, wait, I don't, I don't, I, this doesn't, wait, these people, now I'm disagreeing with the people I used to feel pleased that I used to agree with them. And now they're mad at me because I'm not, I don't agree with them anymore. And I don't, I don't, I want, I don't like conflict. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice deep breath. Okay. Whew. What if it doesn't have to be about conflict? What if you can create a new version of yourself that can still hang out with those individuals and, and maybe help them see that, that you can still be friends and you can still be you know, close family members. Um, you can, there's other things in the world going on and other things to talk about other than this and that your connection goes much, much deeper than an issue, right? Or at least it can, maybe it hadn't before, right? There are so many areas of neutrality, nature, cooking, hobbies, interests that are outside of those activist sort of tendencies. Yeah. But you're gonna have to let go of any part of you that wants to convince them that they're wrong. Because here's the thing, what if they're not? <laughs> what if you're the one who's wrong? Right? And I know some of you are like, whoa, <laughs> you just slapped me in the face so energetically. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that. Why is it so scary? Right? Why is your is that is that serving you that your sense of value is based on whether you're right about something or wrong about something? What if Trump isn't the, <laughs> the second coming of Christ? Or what if it was Satan? What if <laughs> Trump isn't Satan? <laughs> right? Yeah. What if? I know. Exactly. But, 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 I know any of you that are like, whoa, like step back for a second, right? Um, yeah, just let yourself face those, those inner, those inner wedges, those inner sort of, it's like a vice. What, instead, the opposite of vice, it's the one that spreads something out, like, we're going to spread you apart. We're just going to go right in there and just be right in the middle of it and say, whoa, like, maybe, maybe we're both, maybe nobody's right. Maybe everybody's right. Maybe nobody's wrong. Maybe everybody's wrong. The chances of everybody being wrong is probably greater <laughs> than somebody, be, than even somebody being right right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, hopefully you're laughing a little bit too, because it's helping loosen up those structures. So there are going to be some individuals that are better at listening to a message like this or watching a message like this and going, okay, I think I think I might be able to do this. And you may want to sit and watch this with your friends and go, okay, and pause it at times and go, okay, now, now I know you, you're, you're thinking that we should continue the quarantine. And I I don't. I think we should get to go back to work. Can we create a space for ourselves in this relationship where we can agree to disagree and where I don't hate you because I think you're wrong and you're not the enemy because you disagree with me 
and I'm making space for me amidst alongside you and whatever this is, business relationship, employer, employee relationship, contractor, client, customer, provider, husband, wife, 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 husband, husband, siblings, parents, it's everything, neighbor, <laughs> whatever, who you, whoever you need to sit down and watch this with. Just give yourself that pause and say, can we do this? Do we do we want to do this? Is our friendship, is our, is our relationship only based on agreement on X or Y? Or could we explore the idea that this relationship is meaningful enough to create harmony, creating harmony, not finding harmony. That's easy. Finding harmony through agreement. So simple. It's almost too simple. Come on. <laughs> give me something hard. <laughs> you know, you could create that part of yourself that says, come on, give me something hard. This is going to be hard. Creating harmony where there isn't harmony because there's disagreement on issues that matter to each of you. I know. I know. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example of this because I have a very close friend, Sandy. I love Sandy. And <clears throat> she and I don't always see to eye to eye. <laughs> um, and there was a time, uh, I think it was March of 2016, where I was listening to, of course, that was before Trump. I think he had already decided to run for president in March of 2016. Anyway, I remember, I think there is a public, I think I did do a, a podcast on this. Um, maybe I'll try and find it. Um, or you could find it probably. Anyway, I was like, I think I get it. I think I, I think he could win. And I wasn't saying that I was going to, I don't think I said I was going to vote for him. I didn't vote for him. I voted for Gary Johnson, the um, constitutional party candidate. Anyway, I couldn't vote for Trump and I still can't vote for Trump. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> um, but she, after the election, uh, my friend Sandy is a loyal Democrat, and I love why. I totally get why. Um, I'm incredibly socially liberal, and live and let live, and let's have a safety net, and let's make it fair. And, you know, because life isn't fair, <laughs> let's try to make it fair where, where it isn't fair. Um, but I also don't think the government does a great job at things. So I tend to lean towards Republican type ideology, maybe more libertarian ideology, but not to the point that government has no role. Government has a huge role in society. But I do think that there are some things it's better at than others. Anyway, we can talk about my politics and policies if you want to another time. Um, because I have thought through it a lot. And I do think with my background, I have thought through it in maybe ways that other people haven't thought through it. Anyway, um, and I can see all sides. And maybe that's maybe that's the biggest advantage I could offer someone is that you've never spoken to somebody that can see and strong man um, versus straw man, strong man, all sides. I get it. I could, def and I did debate in college. So yeah, not in competition, but yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty good at that. Okay. So my friend Sandy, after Trump won, there was about four or five days there. And it was yeah before Thanksgiving. And I invited her over and I got pecan pie. I love pecan pie. And I got some other like, a, you know, Thanksgiving kind of takeout stuff from Whole Foods. And I remember we sat in my kitchen and we just had this very serious, very somber. I feel it today, just conversation that I didn't want to lose her over this. But I know that she knew that I didn't vote for Clinton. But she thought I voted for Trump. And that was an interesting part of the conversation. And I said, I said, you know, I didn't vote for him, right? And she goes, 
she goes, she kind of, I think she put down her fork and she said, I, I thought you, I thought you were supporting Trump. And I said, no, I'm not. I, and I didn't, I didn't vote for him. She goes, okay. And then I think there maybe was a part of Sandy that was like, well, you, well, you, well, you didn't help by voting for Johnson either. You don't, you're not off the hook here with me. You know, anyway, we just had a really, um, sobering, but very real, very authentic conversation. And she was able to express, and I think I was able to express, and I remember hearing her and really wanting to hear her because she matters so much to me. Yeah, and maybe that's a model for what would work for you. Who do you not want to lose over this? And who do you feel there is maybe a better chance with of having um, an authentic conversation? And are you capable of having an authentic conversation? And maybe you're more likely to be able to have an authentic conversation when you've given yourself a little bit of time and research to look at their news sources that help you see even if you we're not asking you, I'm not asking you to agree. I'm just saying, can you at least see their side, that they're also intelligent, that they've also done homework, that they also have thought through things, they just disagree with you. And that to me is the biggest problem. And I do feel like it, it really, it just really the, the, the 2016 US presidential election to me was just a huge example of fractured relationships and incredible disharmony caused by a decision that very <coughs> that very few people actually saw coming. I kind of did see it coming. I think because of who I who 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 I allow myself to be, I could start to see that sort of um I was like, there's, I, anyways, you may want to watch that because I, I turned out to be right. I didn't have a prediction that he would win. That's not really my forte to predict outcomes. And anyway, but I was, I, I wasn't surprised. I was, I, I didn't know what would happen. And I remember being up till three, I think it was up till four in the morning, flipping back and forth downstairs in my, my family room with our big screen TV. And I was flipping back and forth between CNN, MSNBC and Fox News. And I was just like this, I, I was watching history unfold. I felt so compassionate towards those that were just in shock on the, on the CNN and MSNBC side. They were just, they were, they were felt, they looked energetically like that they'd gotten run over by a train. They were just like, what, what happened? And, you know, they're trying to make sense of it. And, you know, who did the, who, who, who did this? And anyway, and anyway, there's just, a, so it, the ability to see and at least have an iota of appreciation for another person's side will serve you very well. And if you weren't good at that and still haven't gotten over the 2016 U.S. election, this issue may prompt you. This is, it's a, the quarantine debate has become a bigger dividing line that does not fit neatly in your previous lanes of thought. And that's the reason why it's causing so much tension. And some of you that are still shelter in place, you're not seeing it yet, but you will. Sorry. If you haven't seen it yet, you're likely to once you get out there. And there, I, I had it just this week. Um, you know, so excited to see somebody and back, you know, in that, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get too personal about it, but I was just like, oh, she's okay. She's upset with me because I'm questioning the quarantine. Um, yeah, I felt like I was being lectured energetically, like, like people are getting sick, Jill. 
And it's like, wow, she really doesn't know my take on this, but I do know her take on this. So I had an, ad an advantage, if you will. It doesn't feel like an advantage when the divide is still there and we, didn't, we don't have the kind of relationship like Sandy and I do. So I just kind of like, okay, I, don't, I didn't feel like there was anywhere to go from there. So I just sort of am stepping back from that entire relationship because um, I don't like to be in a situation where somebody feels like they've got it all figured out and that I'm being an idiot. Who wants to feel that way? Plus, it's not true. I'm not an idiot and I'm not looking at her as an idiot because she disagrees with me. She's looking at data potentially in a different way than I am. I, of course, think I'm right and she, of course, thinks she's right. That doesn't mean we can't be friends. But if we make it as us being right means that the other is an idiot versus they might be wrong and giving yourself just a, at least a bit of space that you might be wrong too. And I might be wrong about this. It might be wrong to be questioning the quarantine. It might turn out that we have a huge second wave of cases and we do have hospital beds, you know, not enough hospital beds and not enough ICU units and, you know, a shortage of, you know, PP&E and, you know, it may, may get worse. I don't think so though. I don't think so. Um, so because I don't think so, I land differently on this issue. I love you whether you agree with me or not. I respect you whether you agree with me or not. We don't have to agree on this. Okay, and maybe while you're at it, <laughs> since we're in divisive issues, maybe those that vaccinate their kids aren't monsters, and maybe those that don't vaccinate their kids are monsters. Hmm, there can't be that many monster moms and monster dads out there, right? Um, so everybody is doing the best they can with what they know. And even though some of us feel like we know it all, and we're terrified of being wrong, so we don't even want to have a thought that we could be wrong. It's important to have that level of humility in an environment. This simulation allows for even the experts to be wrong. Right? <sighs> I know, I know. So it is possible that for some, it's so terrifying that nobody knows what's right. It's just so frightening on like an inner child level that the experts could be wrong about something or their experts could be wrong or they could be wrong. There's some sort of like psychological, emotional fragility there. And I don't feel like it has to be that way. I do feel like there's some, you know, change of perspective that could be offered. And I don't know if this would work or something else that we've done, but I have helped a lot of people off a ledge um, like that, that they can really go, okay, oh, that I'll think about that and it ends up being a huge upgrade for them. Your safety doesn't depend on the experts being right or wrong. For most of us, our safety is sort of, um, I want to say built in to the simulation. Life is so hardy and so amazingly durable. Our livelihood, I mean, just our ability to live it's so crazy what we've lived through. <laughs> Come on. And probably the older you are, the more you're like, yeah, that's true. I have lived through a lot. Like, I can't believe I made it through that, 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 that. Right? I, I'm only 50. And I have some big ones that I'm just like, I, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy that I lived through that that could have gone another way really easily. Right? 
Okay, so you have your list of those things, I hope too. Even if you're younger, you probably have that, that list. You've made it this far. I think you're going to get through this. The statistics would show that you're likely to get through this. Whatever this is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, most of your wiring, if you are a more fear-based per person that relies on expert advice and, oh, we have to follow this or we'll all die, sort of doom and gloom, uh, sky is about to fall, sort of um, chicken little sort of energy, you can redo that. And maybe it, maybe it would, maybe it would, um, maybe therapy, literally, I'm not being dismissive. I think that, uh, why not get help for that? Oh my God, that would be such a, dis to go through life like that to me is such a distortion. And so not, it's not reality that because you're so resilient. Now, on the other hand, I get it. Life is also feels very fragile. It really does. But in the grand scheme of things, when you really look at what you've already lived through, chances are you'll live through a whole lot more of those risks. And and if you're not even enjoying your life because you're so afraid, then how is that? A, how is that? the Is that the life you want for yourself? And is that the, if you're a mother or a father um, or whatever sort of um, support system for another person, if do you want them to have a life like that? And are you modeling for them the type of outlook on life that you feel is healthiest for you and therefore for them? Because when you, you know, stay away from the extremes that, oh my God, we're all going to die. That's one extreme. And then the other extreme was, you know, is just that, oh, nobody's going to die from this in an ignorant maybe even arrogant sort of way. There's a really nice space in the middle where probably most of humanity is, well, most of humanity that's enjoying its life is probably somewhere in the middle. They're not ignoring the risks, like this side of the spectrum, but they're also not uh, over-exaggerating. They're not exaggerating the risks. They're somewhere in the middle of, yeah. Okay, because on both sides, there is a point. And that's why I like to look at both sides because there is a, a point of reason that I benefit from by, by getting, yeah, that's true. We may have a second wave. It may, may be even worse than the first wave. Ooh, that would suck, right? But then the other side has a point in terms of how many, for mo especially if you're, if you're not in New England and you're not in New York um, and you're not in those parts of Italy that were deeply affected, th th there's just some pockets that has just been like the worst of the situation. And then there's, there's a whole, there's the majority of us that are in other places that are like, okay, we didn't have the situation in New York. We didn't have the situation in Italy. We didn't run out of ICU units. We didn't, we may have been short on PP and E and we may be, have been short on testing, but we haven't had an overrun of the hospital. And it's not that people aren't getting sick, but we didn't have the overwhelm of the healthcare system. And we all may know somebody that got sick and maybe got sick bad, but maybe some people that didn't get sick that bad and some people that didn't get sick at all. But very few of, of the rest of us actually know someone who died from this because, the, because of the data and the way that the virus actually played out. Okay, so I can see both sides and that means I can respect both sides. And I don't like it when somebody on one side thinks that the other side is an idiot. For them, I think that that's a bad position to be in. Anyway, I feel like we're wrapping up here. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right. <sighs> okay. 
<laughs> so so if you're liking how things are going and and you're great then this probably wasn't helpful <laughs> but if you are like i don't i don't know how i feel about this and i'm maybe you're still in lockdown maybe you're still in um shelter in place sorry i used a term that and it's not lockdown it's safe <laughs> okay <laughs> use whatever term you want to use um you're sheltering in place and you're feeling all safe and cozy you're going to be out there <laughs> you're going to be out there in the real world i think at some point and you're going to come across like like wait you what like i thought we were on the safe side of this and maybe you want to come back and listen to this again <laughs> okay all right i love you guys any announcements um yes i do have some announcements so june 9th 2020 I will be joining John Burgos again on Beyond the Ordinary. And I, I've met um, a good portion of my audience. Um, yeah, I really like a lot. Yeah, it's just a beautiful opportunity to be able to share um, with his audience on Beyond the Ordinary. It's called the Telesummit. Um, and there's a free conversation that he and I have. And then part of that, that model of an online um event is online summit is that every person that um, is invited on has a special offer and it's you know at a deeper or a dip, uh, discounted price than what they normally offer and you get savings and all these things so anyway it's um it's fun and i am not certain what i'm going to offer yet but i have a lot of ideas and i would love for you to be a part of that um and that call with john tends to be fun okay <laughs> Alrighty, what else? Um, I'm on Roku. I didn't know. I don't know if you use Roku, but you may want to use Roku. Um, I'm a new user of Roku, and I'm on Roku as I have a channel, Joe Renee Feeler, that you can search on there. It is a pay channel. Um, it's $9.99 a month, and um, it is unlike content. I feel it is unlike content you'll find or experience anywhere else. It is meant to support you in looking at the world in a um a new way that offers you um and supports you in being an even better version of yourself in this world exactly as it is <sighs> and i hear it works <laughs> all the time i hear <laughs> you should look at my reviews on my website it's pretty crazy we're doing good things alongside each alongside you alongside each other um, anyway, so there's the Roku channel. What else did I want to say about that? Oh, um, as a user, a customer of Roku, the reason I love it, I'm saving easily over $100 a month from all the pay channels that I had been, um, that we had been uh, through in my area, it's DirecTV. And we cut the cord is the term we cut the cord and now we just use the streaming services and saving over $100 a month, especially right now with the um, economic uh, turmoil related to it's not related to the virus to me it's related to the quarantine <laughs> yeah um, anyway so that may be something that you want to consider and there you go okay oh Samson's dreaming Oh, you love doggy dreams <laughs> okay alrighty I love you guys so much thank you and um, thank you for sharing this if you enjoyed it and want to share it with others thank you for leaving a review or a thumbs up wherever you're experiencing this either on the podcast forum or on the video forum I really appreciate that I feel like we are well my intention is to offer something um, that's helpful to humanity in general regardless of your belief system and structure 
I just want us all to get along a lot better. And I want us to be better versions of ourselves and realize how much better we can each be. We all have room for improvement. That doesn't mean we suck. It just means, hey, how much better can we be? That's my approach. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye for now. (laughs) I love you. Even if I disagree with you, I love you. (laughs) Bye-bye for now.